Speaking the truth about money is for anyone ready and willing to examine their negative thinking about money, let go of the false narrative of the scarcity mindset, and has the courage to change the way they think and talk about money. My name is Martin Coward, former Fortune 100 wealth manager turned prosperity mindset coach on a mission to eradicate the scarcity mindset from our planet. Each week, we share stories with extraordinary people changing the future by changing the way they think about money to the truth. We are powerful human beings with infinite resources, including money, to create a world of abundance and prosperity for everyone to enjoy. Let's get started. Hello and good afternoon. And welcome to Speaking the Truth About Money with me, Martin Cowart, and me, Joy the Wise Woman. And our special guest today is Rick Clements. And the purpose of this broadcast is to show us how we are giving up our power to money, how we can sometimes be pulled into what I would call the scarcity mindset of not having enough and how that's impacted our lives. And I am on a mission. The reason I do this podcast, I am on a mission to eradicate that lie from the planet. I truly believe that that scarcity mindset, that belief that there's not enough, that I'm not enough, that some sense of lack is really the true root cause of all of the unnecessary pain and suffering in the world. But we have to look at those. These are conversations we're having about how we have transformed our belief system from one of not enough of scarcity to the truth that there's more than enough resources, including money, to go around for everyone. And when we know that in our heart, in the deepest part of our core, then we have the opportunity to build social structures and economic systems that everyone can benefit in. And that's when capitalism can sing because we're, when capitalism is tied to the abundance mindset, we have opportunity for everyone to enjoy profit everyone to have a life of love, joy, and prosperity. So that's why we're here today. We're here to have those conversations to look at the truth about money and the stories we tell ourselves that are not true and how we've changed them and the impact that's made on our lives. So I'm very excited today in our second episode of this new live broadcast to welcome Rick Clements. Rick is a podcast host with 40, it's gay, it's, uh, gay men 40 plus 40, I believe. It's 40 plus gay man, gay talk. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's what, I, and that's how I heard, I heard his, I heard his podcast. And I'm like, well, this man is really, really smart. And I really wanted to get him on the show. So I asked him, he said, I'd love to come on your show. So there he is. So I talk a lot of time and I'm going to, I want to give up a little bit because I really want to hear some, I want to hear what Rick has to say about the idea of prosperity mindset, of, of positive mindset. And he talks about being in the closet and our fears and giving up our, our power in that direction. So I'm going to ask you, Rick, tell us a little bit about your story. Cause you said you were a late life bloomer. You came out, you came out of the closet late in life. And yeah. I'd like to hear a little bit about the impact. What kept you in the closet? That's important. It's like, what, what was you, what were you afraid of if you can't, and then what, what, what happened after you came out of the closet? What's, how is your life different today? Well, you know, it's ironic, Martin. And first of all, thanks for inviting me to be on the show and, and share this, because I think there's an interesting correlation to coming out of the closet and being in a closet about money. And actually, that was one of the biggest things that was holding me in the closet. 
was I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. If I come out of the closet, how am I going to afford, you know, two homes? What am I going to do for work? What if somebody doesn't like me? All these sort of things. But a lot of the time, the core issue was the money, 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 money pit, you know? And, and I'm not discounting that because for someone who goes through a divorce, regardless of whether you're gay or straight, <clears throat> there is that money thing that shows up because typically divorces aren't cheap, number one, unless you do it <laughs> through a, a mediator, which is what we ended up doing. But the money, money, money fears were holding me back. That's one of the things, other things too. But that really was like an impending doom. And I didn't think I'd ever be able to get past that. In fact, in one of the talks that I do, I mentioned that I thought I was going to lose everything and be living in my car which was so far from the truth when it all got said and done. Um, ironically, I lived in Southern California, Orange County area, and pretty close to Laguna Beach, California. And anybody who knows Laguna Beach, they know it's absolutely beautiful. It's a great place to visit and be. I never envisioned that after I came out of the closet that I would live in Laguna Beach. And that's exactly what ended up happening. I ended up finding a little tiny apartment, just big enough for me and the two girls when I had them. Uh, my kids were pretty young at that time, so it was pretty easy to cram three of us in a small apartment at that point in time. But I lived right across the street from the beach. And part of the reason that I believe, now that I'm able to like look back at that like from a very discerning spot, yeah, is because right up here changed. Yeah. Right up here started to believe. And it was interesting because I'd come to a place in my life at that time where my ex-wife and I were like, oh, we have to have this and we have to have that. And, you know, it was the, it was the quote, Orange County lifestyle, right? And I realized that wasn't what I really wanted either. I just wanted happiness. I just wanted some peace. I just, I wanted, don't get me wrong. I wanted nice stuff. That's definitely still what I want. I wanted some nice stuff, but it wasn't the focus of it. And the irony that after that all happened, that I surrendered into, okay, well, what can I do? How can I be in an abundance mindset and loving where I am and who I am was the thing that made all the difference. Right. And then suddenly here I have this beautiful little beach, you know, apartment. Um, it was tiny. My kids loved it. It was great little cool space. I only had a cooktop stove, no dishwasher, but I didn't need it. It was just me and the girls every few days. And the freedom that you got from just being you, as you discovered, yes. you didn't have, you know, we, we our secrets hold our power. Mm -hmm. And whether that's the secret of being gay and not letting anybody know about mm -hmm. it, because what we project out in the world is our fear that people are going to find out about that secret. It's ironic in some ways that I had to go through this big, deep dive around money as that was happening. But it wasn't just, hey, well, I have enough. There was a preparation because we we lived in debt and i'm like this isn't who i am this isn't how i prefer to live and when i finally like okay i'm going to take control of this and this is part of what honestly besides coming out i can tell you honestly that the thing that probably broke our marriage apart more than anything was this piece right here how we viewed money how we used money what we wanted from our financial means and the more that we got closer and closer to like, okay, Rick's going to come out, Rick's going to come out, Rick's going to come out. The money stuff was actually the thing that I was getting more and more control in. So that by the time we did finally go through the divorce and split up, I had us completely out of debt. 
because I'm like, I, I am not going to do this anymore. And, you know, she's who she is, but she fought me every step of the way. I'm like, we don't have to have all of this stuff. We can have good stuff and nice stuff, but it's just, it's a totally different mindset when you step into the place of coming into abundance from a place of, here's what I'm content with and here's what I desire. And now as I live through my life and I look ahead to, okay, what is it I desire next? And what is it I desire next? It never comes from the space of, I'm just going to say not never, but rarely does it come from the space of, oh, I don't have enough money. No, I have enough opportunity. I have enough opportunity to make stuff happen. You have, and that, and that is the key. Once you have that in transformation that, Mm -hmm. you know, that you have something powerful within you to make a difference in the world, to give to the world. And we all do. There's not a person. We all come to this planet. Right with something with a gift something but that i also is think there's a well but there's a unique gift too martin that i think as lgbtq individuals and i'm not saying not everybody else has this too but i think there's a unique gift we as lgbtq individuals have that we often set aside when it comes to these things like how we handle money and stuff we have the ability to own our uniqueness and do exactly. unique things. But the thing so about the more it, you can dial into that, yeah. the more you can do it in other areas of your life. I completely agree because when we can that when we actually begin to love and accept and realize our power, our creative energy is in our sexual energy. And when we're little as, as gay men, when we're when we're little kids and we're feeling this, we're not we don't know what sex is, we're just feeling some kind of tingling. It's getting our juices going. And when we're told that that funny feeling is, is wrong. Exactly. It takes away, we, we give up our power to something. So if in my case, you know, I was, so, I, I was so traumatized by money and my mother was so always going at my father for not having enough money, not having, not making enough right. money. I mean, we had plenty of money, but you know, this is her, her, when she came out of from her parents. Uh, and so I had this great, this deal. Well, if I, if I, if I don't make money, if Martin doesn't make a lot of money, right? I'm not worthy of love. I'm mm-hmm. gonna get what my, I'm gonna get what my father's getting. I'm gonna get mm-hmm. that mean woman screaming at me, telling me you're not worthy, you're not good, you're not any good. And right. then take then to make it matters even. I think for us as gay men, where we have our own issues of worthiness, yep, tied around our sexual orientation. We have a deeper need to prove our worth. And for me, it was always about, well, I'm going to, I'm going to prove I'm worthy of love. I'm going to get my, I'm going to get my mother to love me because I'm going to be that rich, successful person that my father never Mm -hmm. was. And I did. I actually became, I actually got there. I actually got made more. I became a wealth manager for a top firm and I probably made more money than most people did. And then it all, but it was all driven by that fear of not enough it was the fear of the scarcity mindset and when it all came tumbling down and the fear was so great and i finally had to let it go and that's when i found the truth back in 2017 2018 but the thing is is that that fear is so real it's almost you can it's tangible i know when you were going through your divorce you're like how are we going to do this and i'm sure people out there right now they're thinking what what would you say what would you just tell someone when you're feeling that fear and you know you're hiding behind a secret you're hiding behind something that's not true Mm -hmm. i would say get through that i would really i would really encourage them to look at that 
and ask themselves, is my secret truth bigger <laughs> than the untruth? Right. Because it is. And the fear piece, fear is always only as big as we give it life. Once you stand, I mean, once you stand on the edge of that plane window to say, I'm jumping out with a parachute, the fear is only as big until you take the leap. And then, well, yeah. the fear kind of is gone then because, okay, yes, you're flying through air. I've never done that, but, you know, <laughs> I always use that metaphor, but you're flying through the air and then suddenly that parachute goes up and okay. Now, that doesn't mean you're 100% safe till you're like, okay, I'm back on solid ground, but we're always back on solid ground as soon as we walk through the fear. And, and I that, think a lot that, of people don't get that. Yeah. As soon as we find the courage, the fear literally dissolves because it's a shadow. Mm -hmm. It's not real. Uh -huh. The negative emotions that come with that, like shame and, 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 and just that uncomfortable feeling that we don't want, we want to go away. gets so strong that we often run away. But like you just said, if we're willing to have the courage to lean into that fear, feel it. This is what I always say. Well, just, just whatever you're feeling, those negative feelings, whether it's shame or anger, or maybe it's just real deep sadness. And sometimes sadness is sadness is not necessarily a negative feeling. Sadness is no. afraid we're going to lose something that we care about. So under always behind the shadow, always behind the shadow is the gold, is the light. Yes. So and I, behind the shadow is also where the opportunity resides. Exactly. So in shadow work, which is what I like to do, is we said we're going to mine some gold out of our yep. shadow because the shadow, the fear, that is a big neon light telling you exactly where you need to go to do your work. So if you're afraid of coming out of your closet, it's telling you come out of the closet because yes. the more you hide that secret, the bigger the fear, the bigger the problem. The, the bigger the reward when you finally step through it. <laughs> but it's also this interesting space that happens too when you finally go, okay, I can stay here and I can feel this way or what's the possibility that I go there and what's the feeling I want to experience? Sometimes we're like, okay, I think I'm only going to feel this. I'm only going to feel this. I'm only going to feel this. But if we start to play, well, what else could happen or what else could be the feeling? And I, I love this kind of work, shadow work, closet work, whatever we call it. When you can take somebody into that space, I'm going to invite everybody that may be listening and watching this to think about this. What would you like to feel about money instead of what you're feeling right now? Yeah. What would you, what would it feel like if you did not worry about money at all? Mm -hmm. What would it feel like if you just knew deep in your bones, imagine that you have every because that's the truth mm -hmm. you know that and is, I, I grew up I grew up very well I put this relative I, I grew up very poor in my eyes and we didn't have a ton of money we lived in some pretty crappy places when I was a kid but I, we were always taken care of and what I learned from that experience is it drove me and this is where I learned my own stuff it drove me to seek out people who had money oh me friends. and it's like okay if i can have friendships then i'm going to feel more validated and every one of those friendships and i'm not exaggerating folks every one of those friendships ended up being friendships that i'm so glad i don't have those friends any longer because <laughs> they were so driven by money that's all that was important to them 
and things and material. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having material things. I mean, I love my artwork behind me here. I mean, I, this is like my stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. But I learned to look within myself and go, why are you creating this relationship? And an interesting correlation here, Martin, is I figured that out too about men that I really wanted some kind of relationship with, not necessarily intimate sexual relationship, but the guys that I was seeking out for admiration and being part of their circle and everything, it was because I didn't have that from where I came in my life. And so every time I tried to seek that, which was similar to seeking the money, I lost. Exactly. I was miserable until I got comfortable and said, okay, and I'm not, I'm raising my hand here, folks, saying I'm not 100% there yet. Because it's still this this stuff shows up. It's, oh, in, sure. the, we, it's we, in the closet all the time. We still have shadow. We need. And by the way, we you know people all think that I'm talking about shadow. We're talking about the ego shadow. We need the ego shadow. We need something to balance mm-hmm. life. We need something to challenge us to make us wake up and stop and look and see. I mean, that's what we're here for. We every every challenge is here to see what we do with it. Right. And we so, can. Uh, so a good good example of this is going on right now in my life. I have two kids. They're grown. One of them's still growing. I mean, they're both still growing, but you know, we're still trying to get one through the college experience, which is great. No problem there. It's just, hey, she's on the 10-year plan versus the four-year plan. Yeah. Simultaneously, my parents are hitting the age where it's like, okay, we're going to have to do something in the next four to 10 years with them. And my father's being kind of a jerk about a lot of stuff right now. And there's days I just like, I just want to haul him off to, you know, Hey, here's where you're going and <laughs> you're going to be here. But then on the flip side of that, of course, I'm thinking, well, how are we going to pay for this? Now they've got money, plenty of money to cover that, but you never know. Now I could get all wrapped up in that whole, Oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? How am I going to survive? Hey, this isn't fair to me. I just barely got kids out of the house now, you know, all this. Those thoughts show up, but I can't let them take over. I just know something will happen that's meant to happen. This isn't like, okay, sit back and eat bonbons and go, okay, wait for it. But I have to trust in the process. Right. I think and, most of us don't do that. And take the next right action. Take the next right action and trust in something deeper with us that's going to show us the answers. No, we don't, we, we don't know what's going to happen in the next 15 minutes, really. We don't know what's going to happen in this podcast. We do not know, but the ego shadow and the ego shadow cannot stand it. It it has to know everything. It has to know the future. It has to be right. And it knows none of it. It has to be in control. But the, but the thing about it is once we become aware of its personality, if you will, Mm -hmm. and say, okay, I know, I just know what you're doing. Let me, let me explain and enjoy the wise woman will say to Martin sometime, listen, if you want this to, turn out in a really good way my advice to you is to let go of the reins my advice to you martin like and i said you know what every time i do that joy and take your advice things do work out well and that's and that's what i call the if you were to boil all of my coaching down coaching program it's really teaching people how to love themselves and i mean love and have that deep intimate connection with their divine presence and if you were to look at the only commandment, I'm, I'm a spiritual teacher, and, and, and Jesus, Jesus' teachings are something that I follow pretty, the wisdom teachings. I, his only commandment was to love your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. 
Yeah. Love your God is not something we learned in Sunday school. It's out there that we need to pay. We, we got to love, or we're, we're going to be. We're not going to get our way. We're that right. is a, that is a commandment to love yourself and love your life, and love your exactly. neighbor as if they're part because they are. It's not love your neighbor. It's as yourself because it is yourself. We are all one, and when you really embrace that at your at your soul level, everything changes. But it's so interesting. When you say something like that at your soul level, that if you don't go in, I'm going to go a little bit Brene Brown here. I love Brene Brown. Um, And I'm going to reach over because I realize my phone may go off here. So let me grab that so it doesn't. But here's what's interesting. If you don't go into the arena with yourself, and that's one of Brene Brown's like, hey, if you can't meet me in the arena, I don't have time for you. But if you can't go into the arena with yourself to go do this stuff that's deep in here, whether it's about coming out, whether it's about money, whether it's about relationships, whether it's about your career, if you only stay and skim on the surface, it's on you. And what's that costing you? It's costing you this amazing journey we call the human experience of life. Right. And if you didn't have money challenges or, you know, an abundance of money, or both in different times in your life, you wouldn't be on the adventure. Right. And it has nothing to do with the amount of money you have. I can tell you for sure. I can tell you for sure. When I was a wealth manager a a few years ago, that's what I did. I went into people's money. We met, I had clients that had more money than they could spend in 10 lives. And it was, I could show them the plans and it, I mean, they were rock solid. They got money to leave their great grandchildren, you know, exactly. And, they, 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 in their own way, they're Jeff Bezos. With in their, in their own mind, it was never, never enough. enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking to a guy the other day who's a, a well-known surgeon. He retired with tons of money. He's miserable. Right. He doesn't. Yeah. He's he's miserable. One of my very best friends who died a few years ago was one of the wealthiest people I know. He was an investment banker, gay man, investment banker, wonderful sweetheart of a guy, but. He was so obsessed with money because he he, didn't, he 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 never believed he could make enough money that his mother would love him. And he ended up dying fairly young as an alcoholic with a house on, on the beach in the Hamptons and all kinds of stuff because he never believed in himself. It's really you, self-love. It is. But don't you think, and again, I'm going to yeah, keep bringing it all back to the whole, you know, gay man's experience. But when we've been told you're not enough, you're not enough, you're not enough. This gets, I don't think gay men and or LGBTQ people in general, I don't think they realize the power of that not enough that got ingrained into all of us that we carry forward. And it shows up. That stuff shows up all the time. In fact, it showed up this morning when I was getting ready to record my daily Instagram little like, hey, here's what's going on. And I'm sitting there going, I don't know why I'm doing this. Nobody's watching this stuff, which is so untrue. I mean, some days, yeah, I may only get 60. And then some days I get 3,400 views. I'm like, what the heck's up with that, right? (laughs) But it's because my ego's in the way. Right. There's an abundance of people going to watch it. There's going to be an abundance of people who may watch something like that and go, hey, yeah, I'd like to to work with this guy. But if I come from it, okay, but this isn't getting me what I wanted. I learned long ago doing my own podcast. For me, it's not about the number of downloads. It's if I put something out there and even one person hears it and goes, wow, that changed me or helped start me down a certain path or got me to do something today. 
I'm golden and not from up here. I'm like, cool. I did something that I believe I was put on this earth to do. Oh man, that is so true. And I so appreciate you saying that because, you know, I've kind of new in this world and there are days when I, uh, there are days when I look on there and I see nobody from here watching me. We don't have a huge fan mm-hmm. group right now. And it's like, okay, one person's watching. And if I can change that one person's life, if I can help them see something about themselves that they're loved and they're appreciated just for who they are, right. and they can have some kind of transformational shift in this conversation, it's well, yeah. it's well, it's, it's that's why I do it. I don't do it so that I can have 40,000. 40, that's that, that's my, that is my always my ego because from the soul right. perspective, there's no place of superiority. There is no, there is, there is no number out there that makes it right it's just but you know it's it's funny because yes yeah it was yesterday so i'm doing this series right now that's like the gay man's life manifesto there's 12 little manifestos that i'm doling out over 12 days so i'm doing it on instagram but i'm doing it specifically in my um 40 plus gay men gay talk facebook feed as well so there's two separate recordings going on and usually you know when i'm recording live for facebook nobody's there and so I'm doing my thing and suddenly one of my guys that shows up for my men's groups and he's a big follower, he pops in and he's like, Hey Rick. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with this <laughs> because I'm not used to somebody showing up really live. You know, I know like, it's wild. I'm like, it? Okay. Well, I'm like, I'm trying to get this done. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I want to say, Hey, and then, you know, I'm like, okay, just get it done. And then as soon as I'm done, I shot him a message and said, Hey man, you kind of surprised me. And it wasn't that I was ignoring you. I'm like, I record these all the time and rarely does somebody show up live. I'm like, glad you did that because now I need to get really good at like, hey, we're live here right now. And Mike joined me and he's a good buddy of mine. I'm so glad, you know, I need to learn to do that, which I used to do when I did them regularly. But I think these are the interesting things of when life brings us a surprise of abundance, of quote, lack of abundance of, oh, I don't have enough money or wow. I got some extra money. Just be present. Just be present. That is it. Just be, make every moment, whatever you're doing. I don't care if you're out cutting the grass, you're doing a podcast. If you, it's something from Eckhart Tolle. If you will make every moment, whatever you're doing, the, your primary purpose, whatever you're doing. And just being, and just being really, there. Just being there, being present for it. It will, it will make whatever you're doing, even if it's cleaning up after my dog poop in the backyard. <laughs> If I'm doing it from the place of presence that I love my dog and I'm grateful for her presence, all of a sudden something changes. I'm not like, oh, yeah. I got this. All of a sudden, presence is there, that gift of life, and say, well, if I w- I'm alive and I can do this and I have a dog, mm-hmm. and now yeah. I'm, I'm going to make cleaning up the dog poop the most incredible thing I do right now. Because that's all I got, that's what I got to do. I was leading a group coaching call. So I, I coach, you know, people coming out, gay men, all that. But I have another whole company that I coach for, and, and it's with speakers. So I was leading the call this week, and I knew exactly what I was going to be talking about. It was about stagecraft. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to come in and just admit to them, I don't know where we're going today. And I thought, no, I'm going to start something completely different. Because one of the key elements I wanted to teach them is the power of the pause and the power of being quiet and still on stage. So we get on and there was probably 60 people on the Zoom call. So that's a that's a thing to manage in and of itself because you can't, it's not one screen. You gotta, you gotta be like going back and forth, right? So I come on and say, hey, I'm really excited that everybody's here today. Looking forward to working with you. And I just went quiet. 
and I tried to stay somewhat still, and I and I started seeing in the chat. So did he freeze? Did he freeze? And I'm like, I'm gonna I, I do this purposefully because it's one of the most powerful things you can do on stage, is you go quiet, so that you can push your audience to the point where they think, wait, something's wrong, so you can make the point. And it was so interesting to see the discomfort that showed up, and then to be able to dive in. And what I mean, the reason I'm sharing that with your audience and in this moment about money and abundance is let your mind go quiet around the money thoughts. Oh my God, that is the best advice. That is the, get still. Get still to the point where it's so uncomfortable. You're like, okay, but if I could be still with money and I could just embrace, okay, here's where I am. This is what we got. Here's where we're going. You will do yourself the biggest biggest favor because when you can learn stillness not only here but here and deeper into the mm-hmm. soul of you you will master so much stuff in your life i would say i i, I put out i put out a success tip every day and i put out one of day i said um the solution to every problem be still mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. every problem can be solved by just getting still and feeling presence within you. Like you just said. Or you can go to the ego and say, the solution to every problem is just keep listening to Rick and Martin on a weekly basis and all your problems will get solved. Absolutely. That's exactly the way to do it. And speaking, I know it's coming close on the hour. Uh, Rick, why don't you just tell people how they can find you and where they can look for, look for you. You, uh, you, can't, you can't, you can't. It's impossible. I'm in the closet. Yeah, I'm in the closet. <laughs> I don't, so, now you can find me at Rick Clemens, C-L-E-M-O-N-S.com. You can find me at 40 plus gay men, gay talk podcast. You can find me at life of closet of the podcast. And some, most of the times you can just finally stand on the street corner going, can somebody just smile at me? I mean, you know, I'm kidding, but uh, I know, but it, it, sometimes just a simple smile is all we need to get us through the day. Right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I want to thank you for joining. I want to close out with one, one announcement and that is for any of you, any of you gay, by, I have a special Facebook group for gay, bi, transgender uh, men, and it's for us to have these conversations, to to look inside ourselves and see how that scarcity mindset is impacting us, look at our shadows, it's a safe place for them, and really love and support each other. So if that's for you, please join us in that Facebook group, Financial Heart Space for Gay, Transgender, and Bisexual Men. And every Wednesday, I do a live workshop in there, and it's been a lot of fun. Next week, we're going to have a, a personal trainer come on and teach us some things we can do during the day to stay, stay healthy while we're working in this in this, in this virtual environment. So, Rick, That's I want to thank you so much today for coming on as my guest. As you know, this is a, this is a brand new uh, reimagined format for this show. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm just really excited that you came and came here to, to, to share your message and support. And thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And uh I know you got to get to me, man. anytime, and I know you got to get to a coaching client. So we're going to close this out with love and prosperity prevailing around the world. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you are listening on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are, please leave me a rating and review. Let me know what you appreciated where we can improve, and any topic you want to know about for future episodes. If you would like to find out more ways you can participate in the Abundance Mindset and Prosperity Living Movement, join our private Facebook group, 
the Financial Mystics Sanctuary. If you are a gay, transgender, or bisexual man, ready and willing to explore how negative thinking about money is impacting you and our tribe, join our private Facebook group, Financial Heart Space for Gay, Transgender, and Bisexual Men, a sanctuary for GBTQ business leaders to love and support each other. May love and prosperity prevail.